Welcome to another edition of Jazz Shorts. We're back in the studio. It's April 30th, uh, a couple days after uh, the Jazz officially wrapped up shop with their locker room clean. I will get to that a little bit, um, get some sound from that, talk about our overall thoughts from the season. The lockers are cleaned out. The lockers are cleaned out. And yeah, well, we'll maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll get to Have some. We ever verified if the lockers got cleaned out. You know, it's weird. They don't actually put us in the locker room anymore. We're not even in the like arena. So, so are there? So is like, there really like a locker room to clean out? Or I do. They just call it locker room clean. I think that might just be an old school thing to say. But I or or do they have like two separate ones? Like clean out their lockers at the practice facility and then move over to the arena, and we do just don't ha- know about do it. Do they have separate lockers at the practice facility? I would imagine so. I mean, I've maybe. never seen them, but I just I don't know where a locker room would actually be at the Zion's Bank practice. It's facility. huge. There's a space for a, a locker room somewhere in there. Probably, I uh-huh. mean, probably, but. I've just I, I don't know where they put it. Like, <laughs> just because like I've seen like so many different nooks and crannies in it, and like I've never been. Or I've been s- to or seen a locker room. There. I've been to like a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the media room, which is right at the media entrance. Right next to the door. Go through a hallway Fair. and stand in a corner. I've like been like maybe a hundred feet in that whole arena or a whole facility. So that's fair. There's a lot more that I haven't seen. Tony Jones from the Athletic has seen more because he got to go take an ATM. He had to go pull money from an ATM. Well, there you go. Maybe so he, he got to go to the Tony. lounge. We should have Tony on the podcast and ask him these uh, breaking news Breaking questions. news questions. But, breaking, yeah. It, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Oh. wait these, these. We got some breaking news questions that need answered. Thank Tony Jones. Please call us. Um, yeah, so it's the off season, Sean. It is the off season. Came a little quicker than probably what a lot of people were expecting. We're still in April. Those are those are off season achievements. Oh, nerd. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get to a lot of stuff. Um, get to our overall thoughts of the season. Some free agency breakdowns who we think might be coming in. Maybe not. We might not get that far today. Um, but first off, let's, but let's d- we do know who's going out. Or who might be going out. Maybe. And first off, it might be an assistant coach. Alex Jensen has interviewed with Memphis, according to our friend Tony at The Athletic. And, Shout um, out to The Athletic. We're just using you all today. And also he's got a... <laughs> <laughs> and he's also scheduled to interview for Cleveland. Uh, that's according to ESPN. So he, we do have, uh, he's probably, as my buddy Sean keeps saying, through, I don't know, video, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he is probably gone. Um, very highly sought after coach. Uh, if you look at Rudy Gobert and what he's been able to do. That's all. It's not all Alex Jensen, but it's a lot of Alex. A Jensen. A lot of it is Alex Jensen. Um, there's, no, there's there's a reason why Alex Jensen is wanted. He interviewed earlier for the BYU job here locally. Um, there were a couple of colleges that have inquired about him uh, in the past couple of years. I can confirm that. Uh, but Alex has always wanted to stay in the NBA. He fancies himself an NBA guy, and we're seeing why because he's getting call ups and getting interviews. And we don't know if he's gone gone yet, but. It feels kind of like he's got a foot out the door. Like, it's no longer a matter of if Alex Jensen is going to leave the Jazz. It's a matter of when he goes and takes his first head coaching job in the NBA. And 
and, 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 and where I, it is. And I think it's a big step just to be able to get a NBA head coaching interview, to be honest, um, and getting multiple in the same week. It does show, hey, this guy is pretty highly sought after. Uh, and rightfully so. Like, it, it'll be a huge blow, um, just like how Igor, I won't even try to pronounce his last name. Kokoskov. Yeah, let's go with that, um, was last season. and But with the Alex Jensen move, Al- Quinn Snyder's probably going to have a phone call here soon. Like, He's on the open market now. Yeah, sup, Igor? Sup. Sup, Igor? <laughs> Want to come back? Well, <laughs> Quinn Snyder be texting Igor Kokoskov. <laughs> At the uh, middle of the night, <laughs> hey girl, you still up? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Igor could be coming back. So that could be fun. Um, but yeah, so fairly well, Alex Jensen. Maybe not quite official, but it's it's definitely trending that way. It's it's a matter of when. It really is. Like it may maybe it's this year, maybe it's not. But I really think that it's a matter of when. And no longer is. And, and rightfully so. And yeah. it really is a, a fantastic coach. Has been great for the Jazz organization. Uh, it'll Local be kid. Yeah, and so it's... it's Viewmon Vikings for the win. I didn't know that. So there hey, you go. Viewmon kid. So there you go. Former Deseret News Mr. Basketball. But... Played for the great Rick Majerus. Well, who doesn't know that one? Um, So, but, sadly, or maybe happily to some Jazz fans, he will not be the only one that will be leaving. So we're going to go through the roster here and kind of just figure out who's staying and who's gone. All right, first one up, Haul Netoshan. He gone or he staying? Uh, I got one thing to say about Haul. He gone! <laughs> I would agree. Haul, and I actually think he's really turned into a legitimate backup, but the Jazz need salary space. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a great bench player. He's He really has – he's served his purpose very well for the Jazz. I just don't think he quite brings enough – uh, to a position that, let's be honest, is kind of duplicative. The way that the Jazz run their point guard right now, where they really need, they kind of need a one or like one or two of them, um, and then they have guys that can just sort of get the job done, like a certain Donovan Mitchell, um, etc. And, and so I just I feel like Howell is a little bit of a luxury at this point. Yeah, and, and so it's it's a really easy place to save a couple million. Yeah, and it, it really is that. It's just a, it's a non-guaranteed what 2.15 million, I believe, salary. Um so it really is just going to be a cap motivated move. Nothing else like honestly, he I think he really did prove that he was a solid backup point guard this year. Now he could not stay healthy. That's kind of been his MO all year, but when you're trying to save a couple million and trying to figure out where you can fit a max slot in somewhere. He gone! He gone. All right, moving on. Uh, we've got Ricky Rubio. This is probably the more most interesting one of the offseason. Maybe second most. And this, this might be the most debatable one here because, I don't know, I might feel completely differently about you, but the way I feel about Ricky Rubio is... That's good. I think he's good. I, th- I think he's going to say. I think the Jazz are going to find a way to bring him back, to re-sign him. Um, obviously, you know, the numbers need to line up. The price has to be right. The length of the salary needs to line up. But that's good. I think he feels a need, and I think he's done enough for the Jazz to deserve to come back. I. It's weird. Ricky is really just – he – like, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on Ricky Rubio for a reason. Like, you'll have games where he looks like, man, he's attacking the rim. He's making his little mid-range. He's getting nine assists. Like – yeah, that's the guy we want. And then 
he'll have eight turnovers and go one for ten the next night. And there's inconsistency shooting. And when you have the, Rudy Gobert as your center and Derek Favors playing the four, you need a shooter. And so the spacing is all messed up. Um, one thing that can be said in like – he played so hard during the playoffs, like so hard. And it's one thing you really do notice is just the amount of hard and effort. And I think the Jazz front office noticed that, and that's why it's hard to say or it's hard to, for them to say we don't want this guy to come back because he's so good for the community, so good for the team morale, so good for everything. Great with the media. <laughs> does, that, does that matter? Nah, I don't he's think He's pretty so. good with the media. He's decent. He's pretty good. He's fine. Especially for a guy who English isn't his first language. Yeah, sure. But uh, Also, think about the Univision reporters. Wait, what was that? Think about the Univision reporters. I, who are they going to talk to no. if Ricky leaves? It's true. Shout out to our friends at Univision. Got to think of those guys. Got to think of those guys. But um, when all is said and done, I don't think Ricky Rubio takes you to a championship level. And I think that's what the Jazz are seeking for. So I do not believe Ricky Rubio is going to be back next year. He gone! And moving on, George Niang. Think this one's super easy. He's got a partially guaranteed, or no, he's got a non-guaranteed contract for next season. It's not a lot of money. He's proven that he is totally worth that. He had a pretty big role in the playoffs, surprisingly enough. He's funny. Everyone likes him. He's staying. There's no doubt. Yeah, $1.65 million, according to the latest books that we've heard. It, it's not totally guaranteed, um, but I don't think there's a reason not to bring him back. So, George. Yeah. That's good. You're fine. You're staying back. Whoop. Um, Kyle Korver uh, was one of the more interesting things at the end of uh, – I guess what they're calling the end of season media availability <laughs> officially. Because um, there's no locker room. There's no locker room. Um, but he he really looked like he was leaning towards retirement or at least thinking about it, considering it. Uh, that that This one's interesting. Even if he does retire, I think the Jazz will still be on the hook for at least three point something million dollars. Um, it'll be the non, the partial guarantee that he has left. Um but and then obviously if they bring him back i think it's around 7 um for his contract i don't know this one is the one i i could see it both ways i think Kyle Korver really likes Utah he really likes Quinn Snyder that being said i could also see him just kind of going into more of a coaching role on this coaching staff next year instead of it being a player coach that he was this season uh, this one's hard, but I'm going to stay. He actually stays. That's good. Last week and this week, I feel very differently about Kyle Korver, mostly because of what came out out of that end-of-season locker room cleanup slash media availability slash live stream slash whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Um, because he is – I mean, let's look at the facts. He is 38 years old. He scored 8.6 points per game for the Jazz. Now, granted, he came to the he came back to the club, I should say, mid-season. Um, maybe didn't necessarily find his groove right away. Although I feel like that first, yeah. the, you know, the first couple of weeks he was really, really good, and then he kind of dipped. Um, but you could maybe blame sort of the change of environment, change of pace, not fully knowing the system, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe for those numbers, um, he did make about two and a half three pointers a game, though. That's one of the best on the team. Yeah. So he fills a role. He does fill a niche that you need. But he is. About to make seven and a half million dollars at a. But he gets to choose that. Like it's not like the Jazz can be like, "Hey, we're not gonna pay you that." 
Because they're still they're still on the hook for at least three like over three million dollars, regardless of if he retires or not. So it's they can stretch it obviously over the next few seasons using the stretch provision. But okay, so that's a really good point. And because of that, I'm going to give you an if answer in this. I think if Kyle Korver can sort of play around and renegotiate some with the Utah Jazz, then I think he's coming back. If not. I, I he gone into retirement. Yeah, I think it comes down to if he wants to retire or not. Um, I think the Jazz would love to have him back. He really did fill a need, but we'll see. He he looked like an exhausted man on Thursday, but it was also it's the end of a it's the end of a long season when you're 38. Ma- maybe this is not the time and place. But here's my rant: Why are we doing locker room cleanout five hours after the series ends in a different city? Like. <laughs> I like how Dennis Lindsay was like, you know, I'm gonna. I just want to appreciate all the jazz media writers for uh, catching early flights to get her in time. And you're just like, you know, what make it easier. Let's do it the next day, Dennis. Like, hey, how about Friday? Friday. Friday. Anyone helps you with your players? Your players get a come. They get a little red arrest. Like Derek Favors, like really nice. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, they don't care about us, and we're fine with that. But I think Kyle Korver. Might and, have looked a I little mean, different and there the are, next day. That's no, that's that's completely true. And I mean, there are media organizations where they can afford to sort of go, you know, send different people and even send multiple people there and whatnot. Um, from a selfish perspective, <laughs> we are not one of them because little peek behind the curtain here. I was actually going to replace Ryan Miller at uh, this end of season media availability locker room non cleanout live stream whatever. Um, and then uh, there were a couple of coaching hires made and that sort of thing, and I had to be in other counties. Hey, so that didn't work out so well. Woot, 5 o'clock flights are awesome, especially but, when you leave the arena at, like, 2 a.m. Woot. Shout out to the Lost Podcast episode. <laughs> if you haven't heard it yet, scroll back in your feed. Don't. Uh, it's, it's literally the only place you can find it, though. <laughs> literally the Sometimes only place. we want to kill things yeah. we don't like. That was one of them. All right, moving on. We got Speaking of killing things we don't like. <laughs> Whoa. Did I? I am not going to say a name <laughs> no. now. I like all three of these guys that are remaining. Hold on, hold on. I got to. I got to break that up a little bit. Uh, uh, anybody? <laughs> okay. All right. We do actually really like these guys, but I think we're going to be on the same page with this one. Yeah, Tabo Cephalosha. Yeah. I don't think there's anything really needs to be said here. Just play the sound, Sean. Yeah, unrestricted free agent, Jazz aren't going to bring him back. They are looking to create as much cap space as possible here. Yeah, R- really unfortunate. I do think Tabo would have been a great fit for the Jazz. He just he struggled with the injuries for a while, then he didn't really find his place. Uh, he's a Quinn Snyder guy in so many ways. Yeah. Like Ideally, he fits so well I, in the I, Quinn uh, system. I just I don't think it worked and may- out, and I don't think there's a reason to keep going. Yeah, and may- maybe if like they completely strike out on free agency, sign a minimum deal coming back, and like sure, that's s- possible. And same with yeah. the next person, Epe Udo. He- if he's willing to sign a minimum deal, yeah, maybe he comes back. But until we see the end of free agency, I just don't see a reason to s- keep a third string center on the team. He gone! And it kind of depends on what happens to maybe the most intriguing person that we have to talk about. And that is, ooh, he did. <laughs> Derek Favors. Um, this is the big one. This, I, is, this is the big fish right here. I think what happens with Derek 
determines like you you'll be able to see where the jazz think they are um just a little bit of background i'm sure most people know this the jazz have till july 7th to either either waive or guarantee Derek Favors' contract for next season. Fortunately, that is July 7th and not July 4th. Not Not July 4th, Jazz fans. It's okay. Not July 4th. And more. I know you guys remember that (laughs) holiday very well, but we said July 7th. Yeah, Independence Day. Everyone loves that. Yeah, Yeah, that's the only thing they think. Yeah, yeah. Revolution. America. Um, America. uh, But but more more importantly than July 4th, uh, it's not July 1st. The Jazz have a week to That's kind true. of fill it out, and obviously they won't be able to sign anyone officially until Derek Favors is waived. But if you waive Favors, you can more or less get to the max slot that you want. It gives you a lot of a lot of options. So if you the Jazz suddenly waive Favors on July 3rd, July 4th, July 5th, and you haven't heard many rumblings of who they're signing, know that they probably have a good idea that someone has agreed to come, and that someone's probably going to be a pretty big fish. Now, we're probably not going to talk about Kevin Durant or even like a Clay Thompson or definitely not Kawhi Leonard, but... Yeah, it's not going to be Steph Curry coming in to play the four or the five. But, yeah, but what, But I think you're going to get someone like a Kemba Walker, a Tobias Harris, guys like that that really will make a big di- could make a big difference. And if it, Favors isn't... If he is waived, those are the guys that I think the Jazz have had talks with and will be like, hey, we think we have a shot, so we're going to have to clear up this cap space. That being said, if they do sign him, you know that they've pretty much struck out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. It's like I don't think any of these negotiations, like you hear all the time, um, whether in the NBA or, or elsewhere in professional sports, you hear all the time, like, it's a business, it's a business deal, it's nothing personal. I really do think in, in Fave's case, none of this is personal or an indictment on what he has been to the program, to the franchise thus far. Derek Favors has been, in so many different ways, the ultimate trooper, both on the court, off the court. He's taken a reduced minute load um, so that Rudy Gobert could kind of develop into what he is. He's been willing to sort of move around and play different positions and play different setups and different systems and 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 that sort of thing. He's the longest tenured jazz man for a reason. Um, I also think that's because guys like him. He gets along with this locker room really well. He said last week, we'll we'll play that here in a minute, but he did say last week that that he doesn't want to go anywhere yeah. else. Um, because he legitimately likes this group of guys. And now, think, if a bunch of them leave, we'll see how much well, he likes them th- as I well. I think, but- honestly, he just likes Utah. Like, you look, this isn't the group he's grown up with. He's grown up with Ennis Cantor, Gordon Hayward, Devin Harris. Like, he's gone through a ton of players through his time here, and he's always just kind of been here. He's enjoyed it. It's where he's – it's kind of become his second home. And uh, one thing – But I really, he is making $16.9 million. And you know what? As – he, he, like, it's hard to be unhappy. And Favors, he one of those guys that is just super chill. Like, I feel like you can see that on the court even, like, in the locker room during just super casual interviews. The man just kind of takes it as it comes and just kind of goes with the flow. And when you're making that ha- – when you have that personality and are making six point $16.9 million, life is pretty good. And so it's pretty good for Derek. One thing I loved what he said um, – is he just liked how he didn't have to move a lot. And I feel like everybody in the world can relate to that. We, we can really appreciate <laughs> like, that. It's like, amen, Derek. I also will have this job till the day I die because 
I don't want to move. <laughs> Simply because moving sucks. Moving is terrible. Yeah, no, moving is terrible. Um, let's take a quick break here, and let's actually listen to a little bit of Derek Favor speaking with the media, where he talks some about kind of his contract status, where he's at, what he wants to do, and how much he wants to stay in Utah, and then let's come back. Um, I just feel, it feels great. You know, not too many guys could, you know, play for one franchise, one organization, you know, eight-plus years. You know, hopefully it can be um, be nine, ten years for me. So not too many guys in the league um, has the opportunity. Um, no, it's, it's a blessing on my side because, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, moving all the time or worrying about what team I'm going to be on or, you know, being with a different organization, having different teammates, different head coaches. You know, I'm here with um, a good organization, um, same coach, same system, same front office, whatever. And uh, it's been a blessing. I, I've been enjoying my time here. You know, hopefully it can continue. Derek, uh, this team won two more games in the regular season but didn't get as far in the playoffs. Uh, how much progress do you think this team made with your experience, you probably should know more than, maybe than anybody, or how much do you chalk up to just a tough first-round matchup in the playoffs? Um, I think we have room for improvement. Um, I think this year we started the season off a little slow, but as the season went on, we got better, and we started um, winning games that we were supposed to win, and we beat a lot of good teams. So um, I think this season was a success for us, but we still have room for improvement. And um, as far as the playoff matchup goes, I think we just – had a little bad luck with us with us shooting. Um, I mean, we ran, we ran into a good team who's probably one of the you know best teams in the league, and um, you know they just did a good job of um, taking care of business, you know. And um, I think it was a, it was a tough matchup for us, but I think we played great. Um, you know, guys gave great effort um, throughout the series. We. Um, we improved, made adjustments, uh, played a lot better. Should have played better the, the first two games, but you know you can't look backwards now. Um, so I think we just we just ran into a to a tough matchup for us, and you know they just did what they were supposed to do, handle business. And um, I think we can learn from that. Guys on the team can learn from it. Uh, guys took it kind of hard, you know, after that loss. So I think everybody was going to the off season, you know, reevaluating everything. Um, and hopefully come back next season better and, and ready to roll. Derek, after one of the games the other night, Donovan mentioned that he brought you up specifically saying you were a guy who could be starting for 80% of the teams in the league. Given your contract situation, that's something you think about? Or as you mentioned, would you prefer to come back here? No, I prefer to come back here. I have a team option. I need the option picked up. So. Um, no, nah, I, prefer, I prefer to come back here. Um, you know, the grass not always green on the other side, you know, so I'm not going to look at it that way, saying I can start on most teams and, you know, I won't out or whatever. I'm not going to look at it that way. You know, I'm just going to um, – wherever I'm at, I'm happy with it. If I'm back here, you know, I'm excited. I'm going to come back, work hard, and try to improve on, on last year. And, you know, I'm not going to look too far ahead into the future. You know, I'm happy in the situation that I'm in. In the position that I'm in, um, I think it's good for me and the organization. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Derek, uh, if you're hanging out with NBA players during the off season, what would you say to them about play your experience here in Utah? And uh, do you what do you think they want to come here? Various players. 
Yeah, I mean, with the guys, <clears throat> excuse me, with the guys who I do hang out with in all season, talk to in all season, you know, they always ask about how is it in Utah. And I tell them, you know, it's a little different, but, you know, it grows on you. You know, um, it's a great place to be. You know, the organization is is his first class. You know, Quinn's a great coach. Um, you know, you just got to got to give it a try. You know, if you want to come out here, they'll take care of you. Um, it's a winning environment. And I, I think there's guys who, who would like to come out here. But, you know, it might not be the right situation for them. Some high praise there for Derek from Derek Favors for the Utah Jazz organization. Um, clearly he wants to come back. Um, but there's the question, Sean. Is he coming back? Is he coming back or not? Where's your? Do you want me to go first, or, you, should, or, you, you, or do you want to? You can go first. Okay. Well, for my for my purely one hundred percent, um, my like I I don't have a very good feel on this situation inside of the locker room or that sort of thing, um, and and so this is very uneducated. I want to make that clear. <laughs> this is an extremely uneducated guess. But what I what I do know a little bit of, um, and it's not the jazz necessarily. It's not relationships. It's not Derek Favors. It's not that kind of thing. But I do know sports business a little bit. I hang out with a lot of sports business types, um, that sort of thing. And so I know how difficult it is to maneuver around salary caps and bring in new guys and try to grow your organization when you're hampering by something like the cap, especially if you have a lot of money invested into not just one, but two, three, sometimes four guys, and that's kind of the situation that the Jazz are starting to find themselves in. And for that exact reason, and that's literally the only reason I feel this way, I honestly think... He gone! I think he's gone for that 100% for business reason. I agree with you, but here's the thing. I agree with the mindset, I guess, is what I should say. Um, I think the Jazz 100% want to clear this cap space. I think they want to find a guy like Gemba Walker, a guy like Tobias Harris, a guy that can, a third guy that can really come in and make a big, big difference. I'm not sure if they can find that guy. Uh, Dennis Lindsay? <laughs> Dennis Lindsay had talked on last Thursday about, hey, you know what, we are a de- destination. We're going to try to use all of our uniqueness to the str- as a strength. Um, but the fact is, like, as much as he said that they had a lot of chances to say yes to players that might have, quote-unquote, won a press conference but decided against it because their expectation for, for salary did not meet with their production value, uh, I, don't, I just don't see the Jazz really making a big move. There's a lot of free agents out there, so maybe. Maybe they'll come, but for that reason, I just don't think they'll find the guy they're looking for. And so instead of rolling the dice on someone they think is second tier and are going to overpay, they're going to just keep favors. So so we disagree. We disagree. So I think favors. I think will, I think for mostly for for a lot of the same same yeah, reasons we kind of see it coming the same way. But. but I just think they'll. I think they might just strike out in free agency, and so that's entirely fair. Mm-hmm. Um, don't cancel your Fourth of July barbecue plans, though. This thing will probably go through right up until the very last minute deadline. Maybe I think if they get an like if they get someone July first that's willing to come, they'll be like, see you later, faves. 
And let's be honest, everyone's already talking. <laughs> I mean, that that's also very true. So, also very true. Um, uh, but Ryan, we've talked about the guys who are going, the guys who are staying. We've talked about it a lot. Um, and quite frankly, I think we've kind of beat this horse. <laughs> He's already dead. I love when you just think we've, of re- excuses to play sound drops. <laughs> yeah, no, we've, we've, we've beat this horse right to death. So let's move on to some other takeaways. Yeah. From other... uh, maybe some happier takeaways from the uh, locker room non-cleanout or non-locker room cleanout. Yeah. I th- <laughs> um, honestly, I really liked uh, – Dennis Lindsay kind of started off with this initially is – he came right out and was like, you know, this is going to be a different summer for Donovan Mitchell. And I think we all remember Donovan Mitchell's um, going around the world last year. He was everywhere. He was in New York. He was in Europe. He was in China, I believe. And so he was everywhere. Um, and so someone kind of asked him tongue in cheek. It's like, so is this offseason going to be different without uh, from from a work aspect instead of an Instagram aspect? No, I think that... Is completely not fair. He's already uh, got enough followers. Well, I mean, he come on, like, man. and he was hurt, and I think that was the big thing. Is and but th- that's what Dennis Lindsay kind of stressed is like this is the first year De- uh, Donovan Mitchell has is coming into an off season healthy. He's going, and so that was the reason he was so slow coming out of the gate. Why he didn't kind of find his rhythm until January, and and you're going to see a different off season from Donovan. I think that's going to be big. If he can come suddenly make a, a, the, a, the jump, I think a lot of people expected to come last year. That did a little bit, but not as much as people probably were hoping or imagining. If it he can, started to come a little more, maybe around like December, January. If he can suddenly average 27, 28 points a game for a full season, he's, he's an elite scorer in this league, no doubt about it. And I, I think that's where his goal is to come in and do that. And it's not just one off season, but this is the start. This is suddenly we don't have this injury we have to take care of. And the Jazz said they were extremely cautious with it. Um, and so they didn't want him to work out. They didn't want him to do anything because they just didn't want to make this a chronic thing. They just wanted to get it done with and then we'll move on. And they've moved on. He's healthy. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing for the Jazz is, hey, we're going to have a healthy Donovan Mitchell get in a full off season. Also, maybe something that may be a little bit related to that, and we don't have to get too into this because this is really, really inside baseball, uh, but there was a fairly new athletic training staff as well last year when they were trying to rehab through Donovan's injury, so that might have also played into that a little bit yeah. of, of trying to take it slow, take it cautious. Um, but to your to your larger point, he doesn't have to do that right now, so he can get in the gym, um, but also kind of take it easy you know he he doesn't have to go out and kill himself i mean like he does during the season but he can also get in the gym and he can work on getting better rather than just getting back to where he was and i and i think that's the exact thing is he'll he'll be better and i think you, you look at and i think ricky rubio actually shared a story that was pretty like oh kind of eye-opening after game four where donovan more or less saved the jazz this season with a 19 point fourth quarter um, he went and and Ricky had a really really bad shooting night. You think he was one for? I'm gonna look it up so I don't feel stupid. He was one for seven from three point line from the three point line. And so he's like, look, before we go to back to Houston, I'm gonna go to the little jazz practice facility. And I'm gonna get up some shots. Uh, so he gets there early in the morning, and Donovan Mitchell, who had just finished saving the Utah season, was already there. He was the first one there putting up shots. wasn't a shoot around. There wasn't a practice. He was just there. And I think you see that there is a desire from Mitchell that 
He just wants to be great, and he's willing to put in the work, and this is the first time he's actually gotten a chance to do it, so it should be fun. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, I totally agree. Onward and upward. So to the handful of Jasmine that we have metaphorically bid fair do. Bid farewell. farewell. There you go. Bid adieu. Good work. Yeah, there you go. Words are good. I can has tongue good. (laughs) Um, But to all of y'all, it's nothing personal. We really do wish the best for (laughs) you. Tabo, Haul, um... Who else did we say goodbye um, to? Uh, Ricky. Uh, Rick, possibly Ricky. Possibly, possibly Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Possibly Faye. Epe. Epe. We're gonna. Yeah. I'm going to miss the book clubs. I hope they come back just for I, the book I clubs. Think, I think the only uh, unanimous one for staying that we felt between the two of us was George and Yang. Yeah, I think that was pretty obvious. Is that accurate? <laughs> wow. Okay. So, yeah. We're also, g- it should be noted, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, neither do I. But um, So, yeah, we're going to try to do this at least once a week. During the off season, yeah, we'll be back once a week unless something crazy happens yeah. and we launch an emergency pod or something. Yeah, but. and um, Sean, he is off to uh, Aladdin tonight, and he is um, going by That's him. True. He's going by as lonely. Now, before not we not the first time, not, and you know, not the first time I've done it. I definitely was, won't be the last. When either. I when I was covering the Chicago, uh, covering the Bulls Jazz in Chicago, I ended up at Hamilton by my lonely. So we've all been Nothing there. Nothing wrong with that. So next week we're going to do a draft of the best and or worst things to do by yourself. So everyone look forward to that. Um, until next time. And if you've got any suggestions for us, at KSLcom Sports on Twitter, hit us up over there. We've also got a Facebook page. Uh, you maybe, can we'll like- actually, maybe we'll actually promote this episode, and then you can leave a comment <laughs> in that episode what? for your favorite things to we'll do. We'll actually make it known that yeah, we have we'll a make podcast. It known, we'll make this podcast known <laughs> on the Facebook page. Leave a comment there for some of your favorite things to do alone that people don't normally do alone. And maybe we'll bring up some of them next week. All right. Until next time, listen to some sweet, sweet jazz. See you Peace. later, everyone. I mean, everybody wants to be special, but I don't think we're that special.